0: My name is Shaq, and when I was younger, my mum would make two meals for dinner, one for the family and one for me, minus all the things I refuse to eat. I'm now 35, and like millions of adults around the world, I still carry these food aversions with me to every single meal. So, with the help of my childhood friend, Peach, AKA the Bush Tucker Man, I'm gonna conquer these common food fears one by one. This is Fussy Eater. Welcome back to the podcast in which I try to get over my food fears one by one and not just get over them, but learn to love the foods I've avoided my whole life. As always, joined by Peach on the mic as well. And Peach, I wanted to say since last
1: show. Yeah, yeah. An update.
0: An update, because we don't record this show the way that Jeffrey Steingarten did his original The Man Who Ate Everything Mm -hmm. project.
1: It was tough for him to record podcasts (laughs) in the days when podcasts didn't exist. So, in fairness, (laughs) pour one out for your boy Jeff's non-existent podcasts.
0: But I mean, I guess my point is, he did he ate something. He did no podcast. Yeah, yeah. he did no podcast. But he also ate something every day. We can only really record this podcast between our two jobs, so Mm. we're doing this sporadically. So I'm not able to eat one of these foods every day. So probably will take longer than the six months it took Jeffrey (laughs) Steingarten. But what I would say is, I did after our last episode where I ate Mm. mushrooms and I hated them more Mm -hmm. than I think I've ever hated them. I had some mushrooms on a pizza.
1: And what was the texture? Tell me, tell me what you said off, off mic about, about the texture. I
0: think mushrooms taste like slugs <laughs> taste like because they're very slimy, they're very earthy.
1: Have you eaten they're... snails before? No. Okay. Have you but eaten any sort of mollusk? Have you before? eaten them before? Yeah.
0: Is that what mushrooms taste and feel like? Well, no. Like? Is,
1: like, wouldn't slugs taste like snails?
0: Yes. But wouldn't they also taste like mushrooms? Because they're all grey. No,
1: I think the slug would be more muscular, more like the little seafood, like almost identical to a snail which you also haven't eaten. So this is a pointless (laughs) avenue to walk down.
0: Anyway, though, it got me thinking about one of the reasons why uh, we wanted to do this experiment. Mm. And it's this idea that at the moment... We're in this amazingly like privileged point of time in Australia. We're living in Sydney, Australia. We can have access to any food we want out of season, any animals that don't live here, anything pre-packaged, whatever. We can get it whenever we want. And who knows how long that's going to last. And part of me kind of thinks like, yes, at the moment, it's so easy for me to say, I don't want to eat this and I don't have to, but... The future might be completely different and people talk about us having to eat insects in the next 20, 50 years as our sources mm. of protein and it made me think this is a really important thing for everybody to do. We can't, like, it's too it's too expensive mm. for us as people to have these food aversions.
1: Uh, you're a hero, Shag. <laughs> and, and And speaking of martyrs, I just wanted to digress momentarily because I'm currently wearing a beard and Shag and I enjoyed a friend of ours comparing my appearance to partly looking like Hugh Jackman and partly looking like Osama bin Laden. The late Osama (laughs) bin Laden is how she described you. And so Shag suggested during the week that I might be known as bin Jackman. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to the Bush Tucker man, I'll take bin Jackman um, for the moment and get on my suicidal political high horse if if I can somehow weave that web. But it's funny that you do raise the politics of food um, the Economist um, takes the approach that eating bugs is inevitable and sort of reflected on how it would go. So the view they take is you're going to be eating bugs within five to seven to ten years, whatever, you know, reasonably foreseeable long-term, in one of two ways. One of them is they're going to be sort of air-dried with oil and you'll crunch them down like a sort of school, school school prawn but sort of in the form of a packet of chips. and I reckon that would be really tasty. You imagine a cicada shell and sort of that satisfying crunch, make it a bit salty, a bit chilly-like, crunch, 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 have a sip of beer, yes, please. The other way um, they've suggested is um, sort of being mushed up and mixed into pasta sauces so that you'll be browsing around through supermarkets and you'll be buying like high-protein carbonara, high-protein tomato sauce. And where do you get high-protein from? (laughs) You get a whole bunch of bugs and you mush them up and mix them into the pasta sauce. So the bugs are coming, Gooey.
0: That's that is incredibly interesting. I was thinking about that. Like, it's funny the way you describe food. You're kind of like a food writer in the sense that, while the I'm thought of eating a bug overpaid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thought of eating a bug horrifies me. But when you described it as like salty and chili and having it with a beer, and then when you said crunch, 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 I was like, oh, maybe I could do this. You know the
1: house that Alice and I used used to live at. Um, uh, in, in Saratoga with that back balcony that sort of looked out. I sort of had in mind having a beer, staring over, you know, into some trees and going, hey, Googs, do you want another cicada? Yeah, sounds good. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <sniffs> Sip of beer. Oh, yeah. Isn't it nice to be a late summer afternoon and still alive chomping on cicadas? It's going to well, be good.
0: It's well, going to be look, yum. Look, bugs in the future, potentially, they may or may not taste like mushrooms. but <laughs> But right now... Let's move on to today's dish. So the food we're going to be trying today and the peaches brought in is a staple that I can't believe I've avoided for most of my life. It's a luxury. It's a luxury, but... It's, it's a very cheap food. It's the sort of food uni students... Well, no, this food you have brought in is not cheap.
1: Yeah, right. you'll get to reimburse but, me while but, we're on the topic. <laughs>
0: which I will do. <laughs> but versions of this food are very cheap and very sort of uni student mm.
1: sustaining. Uh,
0: I'm talking about tuna.
1: Ah, tuna, breath of the wild. And,
0: <laughs> and tuna is an interesting one because t- tuna is the face to a food that I avoid at all costs, which is cold fish in any way. So So
1: hang on, so we're not eating tinned fish of any kind. kind. Uh, We're not having a lovely smoked salmon bagel.
0: I don't think, to to my memory, I've ever eaten smoked salmon in my life. I just decided I don't like it. I will avoid all Swedish food. Pickled herring. Never. Sardines
1: freak me out. Sardines, no. Gosh, googsy, it really is a pitiful. (laughs) Shitty little culinary life you live.
0: Well, I gotta be like, it's also like I'm a pretty thrifty person, <laughs> and I see people having cheap tin tuna lunches, and I think if only that could be me. Because Peach, I think this is something you do,
1: right? I do live the dream. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, look. Uh, You've probably read between the lines that I'm really important. (laughs) And it means that my time is really expensive and so I have to decide how to spend it. And of course, the best way to spend it is talking about your your blood brother's food aversions. But aside from that, um, if I'm in the office, what I try to do is chuck together a lunch that's fairly quick to do and fairly filling, tin of cannellini beans, pour out the starchy water, uh, rinse it out a little bit, chuck it in a bowl, monstrous pinch of salt, uh, then you get your tin of uh, pole and line caught, ethically treated, cuddled and loved um, tuna, if that's your way, or salmon, or whatever, and pour out the liquid if you like, or keep the liquid if you'd like, mush it all together, mush, 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 drag it through to your office, check quick info to see how the test series is going, get a bit disappointed at how badly it's going, then walk back to the kitchen, rinse off your plate, chuck it in the very poorly packed dishwasher because no one in the world packs a dishwasher the same way, and they get back to work.
0: What I think is funny about this is, and it's quite it's quite illustrative of the reason why I still like to call you the bush-tucker man, <laughs> is that you're a very wide eater. You eat most things. You like to eat good things. But then sometimes you love to eat efficient things. And that, to me, seems like an efficient, protein-y paste
1: well, that f- fulfills all the things you need. I've eaten the same breakfast for about the last... Oh, for, for about 390 of the last 400 days. Went to Melbourne on the weekend and had um, a croissant that was really nice. But, <laughs> but it's, you know, pour in some oats, pour in some milk, pour in some yogurt, cut up some fruit, and that's that. And then at lunch, I'll go beans and tuna. Gosh, we're digressing. This is really boring. Right, no, abort. Okay. Let's All talk right. about your holiday.
0: All right, let's talk about my holiday. So I, for the first time with Adele, went to Japan last year. Mm. Absolutely loved it. But... Well, I feel like...
1: Loved what? So you went to the culinary <laughs> capital of the world. Yep, arguably. France, France, Italy, China, Japan. You take your pick. Singapore.
0: And I feel it's like a missed opportunity because I didn't have any sushi <laughs> or sashimi when I was over there. And it seems like something you should do when you go to Japan, right?
1: You just ate noodles. I, oh, I, you ate fucking noodles and cool burgers.
0: I literally ate just noodles <laughs> and Japanese versions of burgers, yes. That's pretty much all they am. That's
1: really grim, Gooey. Like, I know it's funny because you look like a goose and you're being a bit self-deprecating, but that's... Part of this podcast is about, oh, just how fucking grim that is. That's a sad life to lead. It's a sad life. And it's also
0: ridiculous because it's me coming over and imposing my ridiculous privilege yeah. and being like, I'm not going to eat your look, national dish. You spent
1: however many thousand dollars getting there, however many thousand on accommodation, You travelled with an adventurous woman who loves you and has your best interests at heart and you said, I'm going to try a burger that's probably, well, in fact, maybe marginally worse than the burgers that are available within 500 metres of here. I bet you sat and ate ramen as well. And within 500 metres of where we're recording, you could get ramen as good or only marginally worse than the ramen you ate over there. And it just strikes me as a colossal waste of time. Welcome home.
0: But I will say that uh, we did go to a fish market and at one point Adele ordered some freshly cut tuna, mm-hmm. which... Uh, Can is you pronounce quite, the fish market, please? Uh, su- 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 I can't
1: either. Tsukiji. Tsukiji.
0: I think so because, yeah. Tsukiji. I think what I did learn is Jap- Japan doesn't seem to have any long vowels. Everything's short vowels. Mm. So it's just be like, be like Suku- Tsukiji. You'd have no emphasis like we have. Sick. Anyway. But like I'm no expert, and I'm sorry if you are. Fussy but, but fussy <laughs> But so what? Adele bought some very freshly uh, made sashimi, just served on some rice. I had a corner of one. FYI,
1: I a- sashimi served on rice is. Sushi. Hey! Oh,
0: wow. Well, so there you go. I think. So I had like I had like a tiny, tiny bit of a corner and found it very hard to deal with both texturally <laughs> and flavor Corner. I
1: think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I I had the smallest bite I could possibly have, and I convinced myself I didn't like it and said I couldn't have any more. So it's lucky the peach. I believe you brought in some sashimi for me to eat today.
1: Today. Uh I know, Shag, there was a video game released recently that I presume you're playing. It's Tuna Breath of the Wild.
0: <laughs> so, so, let's say, what have, what have I got in this box, Pitch?
1: Uh, we've got some carrots. Okay. Julius sliced up. I was going to say julienne, but probably with that amazing mandolin that'll slice your finger to smithereens. Okay, yep. Cool. We've got some reasonably recently sliced sashimi. Mm hmm. Oh, my mouth's watering opening this box, Shag. Ooh. I presume yours is too. So,
0: so, you look at this and you're like, this looks delicious.
1: Well, yeah. So, so. So give it a give it a bit of a touch, why don't you?
0: Oh, it's quite firm. Yeah,
1: didn't expect that at all. See how it's glossy. Yeah. And have a have a look and search your memory banks for how Adele's looked when she went to Tsukiji markets.
0: It was it was very red, is all mm, I remember. Sort of rosy, really, yeah. really full of
1: full of life and. Pete, you just
0: licked your fingers. That freaks me out.
1: Dude, son, I'm about to eat some of this. You're going to you? eat some too. All right, okay. Are you going to do soy sauce?
0: Uh, do yeah. Do should I do that? Is that a thing oh, you should yeah, do? Oh yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: This is re- Do I put the
0: soy sauce like on top of the salmon? Yeah, why not? Okay.
1: This is reasonable sashimi. This is not heartbreakingly good sashimi. So a bit of soy sauce, yeah. Now... Shag's got it prepared. Okay, all he's got right. A, he's, got a, he's got his choppies. Now, now this is four for little mouthfuls, you'd say, Shag.
0: And as, as we've mentioned before in the podcast, the way this works is I have to finish this meal. I can't just have a bite. I can't have a corner. Yeah, you can't have a corner. decide I'm not going to do this. Because oh, this is all part of the experiment. So, Peach... All right, oh, okay.
1: That's fun. It's actually pretty good for a food club. I thought I threw you under the bus a bit there, because it's not brilliant. But no, it's pretty good.
0: This is is really bad Mm.
1: because this is a food. Does it taste like slugs?
0: No, it's it's not bad. (laughs) And this is one of those things I want to say about being like being someone who is like a total fussy eater and like an adult person who does this. You get this thing in your brain. Mm. And, I, like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm still being like, oh, I don't know if I can mm. eat tuna. But I reckon if I do this enough, mm. I'm going to be someone who likes tuna. Mm.
1: So compare it to a tougher piece of meat, even just a piece of steak you'd you'd visualise mm. and how it would be full of connective tissue and maybe veins mm. of fat and whatever else, mm. and you'd be gumming through gum, gum, gum. Whereas with this, what you're probably sensing is that it really yields. So it's a nice, firm flesh. Jelly is a poor analogy, but something like that. It in, is a in bit the, gelatiny. In that it holds its... It holds its lovely firm shape but you've got nothing caught in your teeth and what you're getting is not a taste of fish, you know, that sort of smelly, cat foody, mm. r- gently rotten smell. What you're getting is the sea. You're getting freshness. You're getting a really sort of firm, savoury, mouth-filling, mouth-filling chew and you're nodding away. Shake, this is a, this is a bit of a breakthrough. Mm. i have another bit.
0: I think... And like I said before, if you're someone who has avoided cold fish, you're freaked out by tuna, freaked out
1: by salmon. No one like that exists. That's my problem with this podcast.
0: (laughs) I think it does. I swear, I've met people like that. And it doesn't taste like how you think it's going to taste. You're right. It's meaty, but it's Mm. sea meaty. Mm. But it's not fishy.
1: That's right. Fishy is a good way of describing fish that's not quite where you want it. So if you're working through Tsukaji markets, (laughs) you're not going to smell fish. You're going to be overwhelmed, or I'm going to be, when we eventually travel overseas one day. I'm, Al, what's up? Let's go to Japan. I know you agree, so it's going to be good fun. When you walk through well-maintained, excellent fish markets, you weren't there at Tsukiji markets smelling fish. You were there having a blast looking at the ice boxes and the great big beautiful beasts of the sea and the fruits de mer. So what do you think, Gooey? eat eater with regards to tuna. What do you say?
0: Well, this is an interesting one because yeah. last episode was easily the worst by far. Uh-huh. And I think mushrooms are going to be tough for me to get over because they are the slugs of the ground. <laughs> I imagine that's different <laughs> in the way that Apple, I think. You friends, know that slugs are t- on the ground,
1: don't you? <laughs>
0: no, but I mean of the underground.
1: Aren't slugs uh, underground as well? No,
0: no, not No, that's worms.
1: And mushrooms are not underground. No, but, but... That's the very nature of them.
0: Yeah, but slugs don't... Slugs are the...
1: <laughs> Bloody hell. You're not a fussy talker, are you? You're just a fussy eater. All
0: right, I am blown away. This is a genuine breakthrough. No yeah, all all right. And I think this kind of goes to show, I think, mm. that even if you're not a fussy eater, but you have some sort of a food aversion, lots of them are completely psychological and you hold onto them but you never actually test them. I feel like maybe it's one of those things where it's like, especially if you're someone who has things, maybe test them. Test them right now.
1: It's a really good suggestion because I spoke about The Economist earlier a nice crunchy bag of cicadas. And what I've got for you here, Shag? This was produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. FBiradio.com.